Greg in Margaret River says worldwide measles is the fifth highest cause of illness and death in children. Choose to immunise or not. And before we get to some calls on that subject, Margaret and Linda, we'll be speaking to you in a moment. Just a few text messages. Ian says, Jeff, all three of my boys are autistic and I'm certain that immunisation had absolutely nothing to do with their conditions. And thanks for letting us know. Wes says, hi, Jeff. I think it's worth keeping in mind that although there are question marks over some immunisations, it's too simplistic to lump them all in together and treat them as equally risky. And this from Matt, kids under three months old uh, being at risk from unimmunised kids, that, Jeff, is just plain selfish. Margaret, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning, Jeff. I love your show. Thank you. Margaret, this is almost like the fluoride in water debate, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, I just had to ring in because I've got two children that are nearly 13 and 15. Yeah. And they have never received a needle. They've never been, yeah, not even in hospital when they do that, um, forget what it's called now, you know, the prick on the heel. Oh, yes, yeah. I refuse that. But I did a lot of research when I was pregnant and, um, that, yeah, I looked into it. And also I, um, what people forgetting, because I was told if you don't vaccinate, it's very important to breastfeed your children okay, yes. and, and eat well when yep. you're pregnant and all those sort of things, which is what I did. I breastfed the first child for nearly two years, the second one for a year. Yes. Um, and they are very healthy. They also I've got asthma in my family on both sides, yeah. and I believe you know it's connected to vaccines. These kids have haven't had asthma, and I'd also like to say that because I lived in America a long time ago, yeah. and in America they have a policy where you can't if your children aren't vaccinated they will not take them to school. Yeah. So a lot of people do um, homeschooling. But they also, because it's compulsory, if the child does react to vaccines, they are, the parents are compensated, um, and that happens a lot. Okay, Mar- Margaret, can I ask you, um, with your kids at school, have there been sideways glances, uh, other parents? You know, has it ever been an issue that you chose not to vaccinate your kids? No, I've always said I was a conscientious objector. Yeah. When my, I remember one child when um, he was two and I was at the doctor's and I said, you know, the doctor asked me if he's been vaccinated and I said, no, I've chosen not to vaccinate and I have read a lot about it and done research. And the doctor more or less, you know, said, well, you know, your child could die. You know, he was trying to really um, Put the frighteners me. on you. And, but because I was an older parent, I was not going to be you know, humiliated by that. Okay, Margaret feels completely vindicated. Linda is a nurse, perhaps with a similar story. Hello, Linda. Hi, how are you going? I'm well, thanks. That's good. Um, yes, I'm, I'm very similar. I've um, had a nursing background. Um, I started looking into vaccination several years ago when I studied a little bit of homeopathy and realised that it may not be the only way. So when I became pregnant... I spent my entire maternity leave studying books um, in libraries and I certainly managed to get the information from both sides because I had all of the access to the MIMS information from the pharmaceutical companies, so I cross-referenced very thoroughly. And um, I was really quite concerned at what I read and I think that it needs to be a 
a weighing up of the benefit versus the risks. So, and so, so it, it remains for you a, an issue of choice stage, for a parent. Definitely. And at this stage, my daughter is now three and a half. She's incredibly healthy, has never had any eczema or asthma, gets yeah. over things very quickly. She's very strong and very um, good size for her age. And um, definitely, I, there's none of them at this stage. It wasn't an easy choice, and I definitely um, keep very current. I have the yeah. most current up-to-date books. Um, but I think a lot of the concern for me is the fact that these vaccines are made by these major pharmaceutical companies. They're using things like bovine serum to produce them, and there can be contaminants in that. Yes. Um, it's happened in the past with the polio vaccines. Um, and it, 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 we, we don't know when it's happening. And, and in every pamphlet, it actually does say that this vaccine has not been tested for carcinogenicity or, you know, um, ability to produce cancer or mutations. So a lot of it is a long-term thing, and we may not see for 20 years the repercussions. But I think a lot of the repercussions are being seen with all of the chronic diseases in children, such as autism and diabetes and asthma and eczema. I've actually got a quote from an article in my last Living Wisdom magazine by a lady called Mary Tocco, who's uh, um, in the forefront of fighting for pro-choice in America. Now, in 1950, there was three vaccines given between the age of five and six. In 2009, we're giving 37 vaccines for 18 different diseases, most of which are given by the age of two. And we have to take into account that the child's neurological system and myelin sheath on their nerves hasn't even finished developing until they're two years of age. Linda, I'm going to farewell you there. Thank you for that. Uh, it, is a, it is such a, a, a polarising topic because parents reserve the right to make that decision for themselves and others say that the, the evidence is uh, overwhelming uh, when it comes to um, immunisation issues. Hi, Richard. Hello, Jeff. How are you going? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Daughters under the age of eight. Um, my wife and I spent a lot of time investigating the immunisation thing. Um, I just make two comments. One, I think the level of immunisation in the states is, is excessive. Yes. The other one is, is that we do have a choice in Australia because previous generations have immunised, so that the risk of an, an unimmunised child catching measles, whatever, is significantly reduced because of previous generations' immunisation. But that means that the critical mass of people needing to immunise needs to be kept up so that those people have a choice. Yeah, Richard, that's a point that uh, Nick makes as well. Jeff, these parents' children have avoided getting these diseases thanks to those of us that do immunise our kids. I was sort of lying when I said there'd be nothing more on vaccinations, but Susan's got a, a very personal story to tell. Hi, Susan. Oh, hi, Jeff. Um, yes, my father didn't believe in immunization and when I was he never got any of the needles for me and when I was six years old I got diphtheria and I almost died and I would never want any child to go through what I went through it was horrific can you I tell would... us what what it was I, I don't want you to come over in a cold sweat now Susan but tell us tell us what the experience was like what happens when you get diphtheria well when you get diphtheria you're put into isolation, you're taken to hospital, you're isolated from everybody, you're kind of locked in a room and you get these, these needles all the time and because my father didn't believe it when I was a child, this is what happened to me. So I just, 
you know, whenever I hear that, it, it horrifies me because of what I went through as a child. And even when I got home, my friends would have to stand out in the yard and stare at me through the window. I felt like I was in an animal in a cage and they were looking at me with big eyes and, mm. and I had flowers coming from school because everybody thought I was going to die. Mm, goodness. Anyway, I wouldn't, you know, for the sake of getting a needle, Jeff, tell people it's not worth it. Oh, Susan, that's a that's a pretty compelling argument. I mean, a lot of people um, can validate their views uh, very uh, strongly. Um, Paul says, Jeff, I wonder how many of these people who refuse to vaccinate their children rush down to the health food shop and buy the latest natural magic juice made from exotic berries picked by dusky maidens. 